0: Hey everyone, this episode of the Cloudcast is sponsored by PagerDuty. PagerDuty is the hub of your IT operations and ensures that the right folks are alerted at the right time to increase your uptime. PagerDuty's analytics help you identify common problems, allowing you to make system improvements before they impact your customers. Advanced filters and deduplication ensure that only actionable alerts get delivered. No more false alarms at 2 a.m. And now, multiple team members can seamlessly share on-call duty. To sign up for a free 14-day trial, Visit pagerduty.com slash thecloudcast. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and uh, we're welcoming back to the Cloud Foundry Summit. We're still out here in, uh, in beautiful Santa Clara, California, uh, doing a number of shows here from the Cloud Foundry Summit, uh, day one, um, still kind of getting a feel for the show. It's, it's expanded quite a bit. There's about 1,400 people here uh, at the event, uh, a lot of... A lot of new faces, a few familiar faces, but a lot of new faces. Um, excited to have Bernard Golden on uh, today. Bernard's somebody who, you know, Aaron and I always make a list of people we'd love to have on and we're never sure if, if we can get their time and stuff. So uh, VP of Strategy from Active State, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the invitation. We, uh, we have been reading uh, your, I don't, I don't want to call them blogs because they're, they're not really blogs. They're, they're super insightful because you've got a really unique background of sort of economics and sort of big picture and technology. And so uh, we want to dig into it a little bit and then what you've been doing at Active State because you've been at a few different places. You were, yeah. uh, you know, we knew you uh, when you were doing stuff with George Reese and Estratius and, yeah. and you're at Active yeah. State. And yeah. uh, So um, so where do you want to jump in, and There's a ton to cover.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I guess probably the biggest thing is
0: uh, let's start with the Active State. Uh, we spoke to Bart, uh, gosh, two years ago. Yeah, I mean getting, it's it's been just, just, when, just when they were starting to do Cloud Foundry and they were kind of transitioning from you know a company that was doing a lot of languages, a little yep. bit of an OEM, to sort of being on the on the commercial side of things and it was uh it was an interesting time because they had a unique sort of experience of saying, we know how to deal with languages, we know how to deal with polyglot. It was back when when Cloud Foundry was very much into sort of the polyglot message as opposed to the broader message that Sam has. So where's the company today? What it's, uh yeah.
2: Well, um, I think about uh, maybe two, three years ago or something like that at the company, and I've been there just about a year right now. Yep. I, I think what they did was they said, we have a tremendous background in languages, tremendous background in developers. What's the overlap uh, of languages with cloud? They said platform as a service. And they started to charge down that road and then saw that cloud foundry. And because it has uh, such a background in open source... And, and the power of open source ecosystems, they said, okay, that's clear the way to go. They were, they, I think they had started sort of building their own, and then they said, that's, that's a that's a dead end compared to the open source way going forward. So they started doing that. And that's, yep. over the last um, years, Certainly since I've been there, in the previous year, I guess, uh, before I joined, you know, they've been uh, taking the product commercially. Uh, there's a number of customers that are using it uh, very successfully. Yep. Um, what's sort of interesting about it to me is that it typically starts with a group or a small subset of an IT organization and then starts to kind of grow like wildfire. Because what happens when people start using tools like platform services, they start getting much higher productivity, much faster release cycles, and so forth. And then what happens is it's kind of like one group looks over and says, how come they're five times faster than we are? Oh, we want some of that magic too. And they start uh, doing it. So we see a lot of you might call it viral growth within organizations. But um, so, in terms of where we stand today, the product is out. We're just today announcing our version 3.6, which has uh, what I think is going to be a pretty uh, cool capability, and uh, you know, growing and servicing customers and stuff like that. Nice.
1: So I, I wanted to again kind of go into some of the articles you've written. You wrote a, um, a blog on the ActiveState uh, blog here recently called uh, "Pets, Cattle's." Excuse me. Pets, cattle, and chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what you mean by I- introducing chickens into the very traditional pets versus cattle analogy.
2: Well, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm always been a little uncomfortable with the pets versus cattle because there's this sort of implication of some you love and some you don't care about and so forth. But I was the thing that I think that most people don't fully grasp is. Every new platform shift, and I would say cloud computing is a platform shift, and platform services sort of in a play, is a, is a component of that. Every platform shift in IT has led to at least a 10X growth in the number of uh, applications, the number of projects, the number of everything. And so the old models we've used of pets and cattle, I said, actually, there's going to be much, much larger numbers. So what's the right kind of thing you'd think about if you're sort of using this um, uh, you know, feed kind of thing around uh, cattle because cattle are like f- like a food source, not a pet that 's a part of your family i said what what is the ten x ex- ex- expansion on that well chickens that makes sense because you know in terms of sort of the Food chain there 's many, many, many more chickens than cattle. And I actually went up and looked up the numbers. you know I did this yeah it was actually a
1: really interesting yeah. economic side of it and yeah.
2: so um, and, and so I really wanted to bring forward the, the volume side of things, and I think people are less aware of that now, but we'll soon confront that, which is the average i t organization is going to be asked to take on 10x at least as many applications and so how do you, how do you manage that kind of explosion of, of stuff and you know I would say probably platform service the right
1: path forward sure and and it was interesting too like to to compare the the chickens to containers of there's a lot more of them they mature a lot faster if i remember correctly yeah yeah they, they, they they uh they don't, they don't take as much food. <laughs> That's exactly right. A <laughs> lot Less wow.
0: resources to consume. So, it, well, you know. And if, and if you take that analogy to certain parts of the world, they won't think that you've somehow, like, uh, if, you, if you take that analogy to India, they think you've like, desecrated their religion and you're right. just yeah. trying to get a point across. Yep. And, uh, yep. yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was really fascinating. And we'll put it in the show notes. So, so I encourage everyone to go go read it. It was definitely a, a, a really nice way to kind of bring containers into the existing analogies. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. So, so kind of moving on, too, of uh, okay. another article that you wrote was this dot so cio.com article um, about why the enterprise really needs shadow it um, and this this concept of basically shadow it a lot of times is is really kind of driving the innovation so uh-huh. so tell us a little bit about that and what you were your kind of methodology and thinking behind that
2: oh, well you know it's it's funny i was i was speaking at a um uh, conferences several years ago, although the the whole notion of shadow and rogue IT is still very much in the zeitgeist, and and somebody I I was talking about you know the 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 pressure within companies, not within IT organizations, but within companies, because this is becoming kind of this you know software is eating the world, whatever you want to say, we're becoming a world where basically IT is the product or is a significant part of every product. So you know now it's like how do I compete in the marketplace? I got to be as fast as the marketplace. It can't be. Well, you know, this is our 18-month upgrade process that is traditional IT stuff. So I said, that's the pressure that's going on there. That's why people are adopting cloud computing directly. And, and this guy put his hand up and said, well, you're really talking about shadow IT there, aren't you? And I said, well, you know, one person's shadow IT is another person's getting my job done. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that that's um, the, the drive within organizations is how do I get my job done because that's the way we do business now. So if you can't move at that pace, I've got to find a different solution because I can't wait 18 months to, to respond to my competitors' move in the marketplace. I can't say I need to roll out new functionality and it's going to be six months. So I'm going to find some way to do it. And that way that's been expressed is shadow IT. Rogue IT is the even more pejorative way it's discussed. Yeah. But it's, it's all about responding to marketplace needs. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an arbitrary movement. I don't think it's just, you know, oh, I don't like that that person down the hallway, so I'm gonna go do it myself. I don't I think it's it's a bigger, more fundamental impulse and one that's quite profound and, and one that IT you know, I, I believe if you're gonna if you are in an if you're an IT organization or in an IT organization and you want to have a good future, you've got to say how do I respond to that demand? So it's not about I'm gonna I'm gonna command you not to use that other thing. It's gonna be how do I enable you to get what you need. With the things that I'm responsible for, you know, around governance and security, um, a solution that just says "don't go do that," keep keep doing things the old way. That, that's just a, that's a losing, you know, that's a losing battle. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's always interesting to me when you get uh, like I always hate to sort of call them traditional enterprises or LART, but but they sort of go, yeah, that, that that doesn't apply to me, and it doesn't. And, and you you know you want to you know, a lot of us will use examples like Uber or some of these other things that that sound very sort of like cool and sexy, and you're going but that's that's the cab industry right that's the taxi industry and if you really thought about it you know you probably would have said nobody will ever disrupt that because there's unions and there's lots of capital and there's you know there's a lot of sort of big economics involved and then you start realizing you know like like Sam mentioned in the keynote like everybody's got a supercomputer in their pocket yeah yeah and, yeah and at a macro level you know if you really think about it you've got all these students who are graduating maybe without jobs and you've got people that want to do work and all of a sudden you go Oh, I could, I could see how those things could come together and start disrupting a bunch of industries. Oh, and, yeah. and you know, it doesn't disrupt just the the cab industry. It may disrupt the automotive industry. It may disrupt a bunch of different things. It, it, that to me is the part where you go, are you going to be the disruptor or the disruptee? And if you aren't thinking about just even even how would we begin to 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 think about that? Yeah, you um, want to be the pet or the chicken? Oh yeah, <laughs> you want to be the, pet or the chicken? So so you've been, you know, one of the things that that we always love to have is there's certain people that come on our show that have, that have just been i don't want to say religious but they've just been very staunch in their opinion about where things are going and you've been very consistent not religious not you're not a scream it from the mountaintop you're, you're like i said you're very pragmatic detail oriented data oriented but you've been a, a pub, you know sort of a public cloud is the way you should be going person for a number of years and you've been very adamant about it you wrote the book talk about yeah public <laughs> cloud for, dummies, cloud for AWS for dummies right um, yeah yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about just kind of you know the, the that the last few years of, of going from being the person who's just talking about it saying this is where it should go this is the way it's going to go to just sort of seeing it becoming an industry now that you can put numbers around and, and people are like Okay, maybe that is real. Like, how's that transition been? What are the
2: converse, How have the conversations changed for you? And yeah, it's interesting. I, I think just today that they were recording. I'm going to have a new blog post going up on CIO that talks about the AWS numbers because they finally announced their yep. actual AWS numbers and they were pretty interesting. Well, if I were a, a, a petty person, <laughs> um, you know, I could really gloat because the number of people that I've had conversations with three years ago, four years ago, that would go, "Oh, you're just crazy, private cloud," because there's huge investment in infrastructure, et cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, that's the path forward and all that. And I can't tell you how it's warmed my heart to see them up on <laughs> platforms going, you know, really, the path forward is public cloud. Um, I, I would say there's um, two-fold things going on about that. One is, and I've talked about this a lot, is, you know, these are people who are experts at it. That you're, if you're a private, uh, if you're an IT organization, you're trying to compete with. You're, yep. That's like me trying to build a car and trying to compete with General Motors. Pretty difficult. The, the other side of it, though, I think, and that's really coming to the fore now, is if you think you're an IT organization, you have to say, where can I add value to my company? Yep. And, you know, where you add value is the applications you deliver because that's whatever your company is. Nobody ever says, you know, man, I love shopping at Nordstrom because they have awesome servers yeah you know they go because they got i've got this personal i've so got whatever. the i've got personalized shopping blah 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 and that's all backed up by they know what i bought it's a, it's all about the applications and so i think both the twofold the cost side and then also the value add side really are pushing it organizations to go where where is it that i add value and where is it that i i don't and so um you know, as I said if I were petty, is I'd there, be gloating. But i has it reached a
0: tipping sort of a tipping point yet for you, where people are getting the, the, the message, the the, the the theory that you've had for a while, or is it still still a ways away?
2: Um, I I I wouldn't, uh, you know, I certainly wouldn't be spiking the ball and going, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is all done. But I, I think th- what's interesting, I think, is that now, so th- three years ago, let's say, I had plenty of people going, you know, I know I can do it cheaper than Amazon, or I know I can blah blah, blah whatever it was. No, this this question is absolutely closed. What I'm seeing now is a number of organizations going. You know, we're not going to we're not going to dump our data center. We're not going to you know put up a uh, you know the police caution tape across the door or anything like that. But we're now going to be actively using, in in particular, many times Amazon. But I would say they're also looking at the other commodity players like Microsoft or and saying that's going to be a significant portion of our of our environment going forward. So it's. Um, it, it's, it's not like everybody's just said, now we're, we're going to do all this other way. Right. But now it's being put into the mix. And, yep. it's, be, and it's being seen as a, an important, viable part of the mix. And we'll, I think and we'll it, see more of that.
1: It goes into – so you did a blog post. This is kind of going back a while. It was probably almost a year ago. Uh, when IDC did their kind of third platform yeah. report, and to kind of for those who aren't familiar with it, you know, you had first platform, second platform, third platform. First being, I think it was mainframes, yeah, maybe. Mainframes. Second one being client-server. Third one kind of being this microservices cloud-native yeah, yeah. architecture going forward. And and we've uh, we've kind of said on the show for years, of we've always been proponents of kind of starve the old, uh, grow the new kind of philosophies. And it was kind of mentioned in the keynotes this morning as well. And that seems to be. The big way of the transition going forward, you are not going to take a you know second platform app and ter- magically turn it in you 're going to build new and it 's yeah. just a matter of how you build new yeah and and platform as a service and and you know the microservices architecture really plays into. Uh, along the lines of that Nordstrom analogy, go do what matters, right, yeah, and yeah. go do benefits to the customers, right, yeah. um, and the rest of it just kind of goes away. Um, so, so question about that then too is 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 that something you're actually seeing? Because a lot of us talk about it. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your take on it, and what do you actually see, right?
2: Yeah. Well, um so we're let me just say straight out we're huge believers in third platform concept. I also heard it referred to as SMAC, social mobile analytics and cloud. Oh, nice. So you're talking SMAC, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, we built a whole staccato vision around it. I mean, we we sort of talk about it, we, you know, and we use Uber as kind of the as the as the sort of the the you know, the poster child for it, but it's really true in every industry and we see that. We believe in that very strongly. And you can really just go to the ActiveState site and see our – we did a whole video around it and all that, and I definitely encourage it. What what we see in our customer base is um, we have conversations with them about migrating legacy apps, but we don't typically see a ton of that. Um, they may take componentry or something like that, but you know, but we don't see so much of that. Um, what we do see is a lot more – what I would call that third-platform stuff, we see a lot of interest in. I've got to roll out new apps I want to use new, highly available architectures. Quite interested in the microservices stuff, although a lot of, you know, what is that going to look like? Right. You know, it's a, a kind of thing. But, but active interest in it because it's it's a model that fits better with this notion of I've got to create more apps. I've got to be able to be up, up upgrade them more frequently. I've got to be able to do more fine-grained stuff so I don't have to be big bang kinds of releases. We see a lot of interest in that um interestingly what we see in a lot of our customers is them doing very very innovative applications um both within companies that you would sort of go that's an innovation type company but also within companies that you'd consider more i would say m- mainstream commercial enterprises doing some very very interesting creative stuff and so that fits with that kind of third platform model a lot
0: you 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 know i mean you you've been around this for a while you you've been through a few of these different trends and so forth you know when when AWS was was going forward, obviously, we all knew what, what Adrian and the, the gang at and Netflix was doing. I mean, they were sort of a poster child. Yeah. But but they were very willing to go off and talk about what they were doing. Yeah, you, you know, they were a little bit unique. They would open source some things. And then you, you know, you had, uh, you know, a lot of companies that would stand up and say, we're doing stuff on AWS, we're doing, you know, sort of private or public infrastructure as a service. You had some cases like Zynga that maybe went one way or the other. And, you know, I mean, so, you, and you have to have that. Do, do you think we need to have that from a cloud foundry, just as an industry perspective? Does there need to be a, a Netflix for cloud foundry? Does there need to be more than the, the vendors talking about it? Do you think we'll see that anytime soon?
2: Uh, well, for um, uh, well, for sure, I think it helps to have very visible successes on a platform. No yep. question about it. You know that, and that um, you know that indicates it can be done. But it also serves as uh, a reference point, and you know, if you're if you're the bright spark in your company saying, "Oh, we had, we got to go in this direction," and everybody goes well. Who else is doing it? Right. Well, you know, and uh, and you know, fortunately for Amazon, uh, you know, pretty much anybody says, "Well, who who big is using that?" Pretty much everybody knows who Netflix is. You know, there's no who yeah. are they. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the case, uh, um, and you know, I think we'll see more of it. Um, we run into uh, unfortunately. Sometimes we do have very large customers doing very large stuff with our platform. Um, but unfortunately, we do run into some customers who are doing really cool stuff that are yeah. would be well-known names, <laughs> and, but they won't let us use them. Yeah. <laughs> Enterprises <laughs> and governments don't tend to. You know, to and so that can stuff. be challenging. But yeah. um, I think um, uh, if I can uh, sort of uh, backtrack for just a moment. When I joined ActiveState a year ago, I went through a decision tree about it. And my yeah. conclusion was Cloud Foundry would be the victorious platform-as-a-service platform, and in part that was because it was open source. Yep. I would say that the, the attendance at this conference has really demonstrated that kind of momentum, and, and that will result in us seeing those kind of poster children, you know, wow, that's, that's a really impressive kind of application. And that, you know, that, that's... Um, peers are way, more, are way more credible than vendors to enterprise IT. Yeah, and so as yeah, they see somebody else doing it they'll go okay I can do that too and I want some of that yep. right. Right.
1: so so final question because we're going to wrap it up here and apparently they're coming to get us um, <laughs> yeah. sorry about the sirens everybody they're, hey, not, they're, going by. they're not coming for me yeah. I promise <laughs> <laughs> that's right. so we, we mentioned her, uh, kind of beginning of the show um, you, you had worked with, with with or for George Reese yep. at Instratus Instratius whatever yep. we want to call them. Um so is George as grumpy in person and in private as he is on Twitter? That's what I want to know. I mean, um, we've had him on the show, and I kind of know the answer, but I just I want to put, put him on the hot, hot seat for a little bit here.
2: Well, um, George is actually very personable. I mean, he's very he's a <laughs> You know pleasant, what he's thinking. He's a pleasant person, yeah. I mean, you know, he's just he's, – he's not somebody who feels like he should, um, suffer, you know – Suffer uh, fools.
0: I think w-
2: well, yeah, or even just that he should necessarily um, – you know, I uh, what's the word I'm looking. I'm not coming up with the right word, but you know, he's he's not going to soft pedal his opinion um, <laughs> right. as a as a way of uh, you know making it more you know pleasant or or, or you know whatever. Um, but in, I mean, he's not a personally offensive person. I've and believe me, I've met plenty of people with strong opinions <laughs> who it's kind of like, uh, gosh, I, you know, I hope I never cross paths with that person because that was really unpleasant. He's not like that at all. I never find, but he definitely. Um, and, and what I find interesting is he has strong opinions on such a range of topics. I mean, yeah, it's, no it's not just like, well, this is the right way to do this particular, you know, software architecture. It's like, I can't believe that football team is doing this thing, or I can't believe whatever. <laughs> he wants, I mean, He wants to be the general manager of the Patriots and the President of the United States. You know, you it's a... Uh, yeah. um, but uh, it was a real, it, you know, I, I mean, I'm not working with George now, but it was really a pleasure working with him. I really... Yeah. Um, yeah, enjoyed no, George, the time George that to, and James and all those guys are, are great. I mean, super yeah. smart and yeah, uh, yeah. It was a fantastic experience. Over. So I, I, need to. You give, should do a. Uh, you should do a podcast with all of us and yeah, should, that would yeah. be like Re- rehash thing. A, f- a real food fight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I need to give. I
0: need to give Active State a plug. I, so we do some stuff with a company called D Zone. I know some of your stuff gets syndicated yeah. over there. Good, good people over there. There's a There's a guy named Phil Whalen uh, who works for Active State who writes fantastically good technical posts about kind of the guts of cloud foundry and if you follow any of our stuff over on d go check out bernard's obviously but go check out phil's as well uh, it's really good it's really detailed he's uh you know even as a vendor he's very non biased about stuff but really technical stuff if you're trying to figure out some of the cloud foundry things and just paths in general and containers and where all this stuff is going yeah phil's awesome he's a he's good really great guy yeah very very smart Want to wrap it up, man?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Bernard, where can everyone find more about you and what you're doing and all your writing and everything you got going on?
2: Well, I do a blog at CIO.com, so you can find me there. I do blogs at ActiveState, so you can find me there along with Phil and, and our colleagues. And then uh, Twitter, at Bernard Golden. is uh, a great way to see what's going on. Awesome. Right.
1: Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Thank you.
2: Thank you for the invitation.